Welcome to the Human Behavior Show. We're on another episode, and we're kind of rolling out these episodes pretty quickly. So super excited um, to be going ahead. And if you are listening, please subscribe to the Human Behavior Show. We're live on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and love to be doing this on Calling App. And if you have any questions, please call in or ask questions via the chat, and we'll try and answer them. So we've been doing good with a lot of the leaders I have on my clubhouse, Human Behavior Club, and I'm trying to interviewing their interesting backgrounds. They host a lot of shows, and they all have a lot to add. So today, my guest will be Aram, and Aram runs a lot of shows with me, and she has a very interesting background that we're going to go into. And today's topic will be a lot about space medicine. She has a super interest in space medicine, and we really want to dive deeper into that as, as i don't know much about this topic so normally with a lot of topics i know i would say i have a good grasp of you know psychology topics anything to do with health wellness and ai startups um so i have a lot to add but on space medicine i'll be honest i don't know much so i know there's links to longevity which i'm super interested in so that's what i'm looking to kind of really um be be looking at with, with through Aram. so Super excited to have her here today. Uh, she'll be joining us, and then we'll kind of kick things off. As we do these podcasts, I'd love to kind of hear your feedback um, on the episodes, recommend any um, um, guests that you may have as well, and then um, we can kind of try and get them on because I have a whole team who can help get certain guests on. Anyone you want to hear from, we'd love to kind of see that. So that'd be super useful taking this podcast forward. Um, and yeah, um, we've done quite a few episodes now. Um, I think we're on episode number eight officially. And, um, I think these half an hour episodes are working. It's just enough time for people to get a taste of a subject. Um, also stay attentive and listen. So that's what gets uh, super interesting, um, from my perspective. And that's kind of something I want to keep doing. And let's see. Let's see, let's see how many guests we can get on. Um, and I'll still try and do the masterclass times as well. Um, so, okay. Um, Aram is just about to join us and, and I'm excited to kind of get into her background. She is also a medical doctor like myself. So we do have a bit in common. And I guess we connect on those things. So it will be a super interesting, interesting talk here um, on what's going to be happening. And for those who don't know, the Human Behavior Show is kind of set up from the Human Behavior Club. We want to try and bring all discussions through with psychology, human behavior, why humans think, and really dive, dive, dive deeper into that. And that's kind of the core. But we expand into all topics, and we've had a lot of different content creators jump in and jump out. And it just makes it broad. I mean, we're all humans, and we can all behave so it's something that's relevant to everyone. So we have a very broad listener group. So, hey, we've got Aram. Aram's with us. So hi, Aram. Welcome to the Human Behavior Show. So happy to have you here. And yeah, would love to, you to kind of introduce yourself and give a bit about your background. Hello. Hi, Suhaib. Uh, good evening. Uh, good afternoon, I think, for you. Um, uh, yeah, Um I am a physician, um, but uh, practice uh, holistic style medicine. Um, uh, 
and have experience with the uh, clinical uh, research, uh, have done multiple studies. Um, I have a um, very deep interest in uh, chronic uh, disease prevention um, and health and longevity. Um, multiple uh, interests uh, that I hold, uh, you know, I have deep uh, um, interest in technology, um, EV, um, Tesla, and so on and so forth. But uh, my greatest interest is in space medicine and uh, aerospace uh, human factors. Uh, because, um, you know, with SpaceX, uh, I have this uh, <laughs> great fascination uh, with space travel. Uh, so uh, nice to be here. So, hey, passing the mic back to you. Yeah, thanks, Aram. <laughs> I was actually just saying that like, we have a lot in common, and that's how we kind of met, uh, especially with the preventing illness, lifestyle medicine, and, and technology. And you take a deeper interest in things like Tesla and uh, beyond, and especially space, which is actually one of the topics I was saying I don't know much about. I'm going to be here to learn from you. But before we dive into space, I want to kind of know your journey. So you became a doctor, and then do you still practice now? What route did you take? What kind of got you interested in all these things? What, what, what was your journey? Absolutely. Um, yeah, growing up, uh, I always felt a uh, connection with medicine based on my um, family. Uh, you know, uh, my grandfather, who's a surgeon, who was a surgeon, um, my uncles, aunts, you know, our families basically um, very interested in medicine and uh, uh the value of that profession was a kind of ingrained in me from the beginning. Um, you know, my siblings, uh, almost all of them are physicians. Um, and my dad, uh, you know, growing up had this standard for all of us for performance in terms of, uh, you know, education. So we took that seriously. And I think from the beginning, my mind was set that that's what I'm going to do. Um, and after medical school and after uh, doing my internal medicine practice. Um, I was uh, kind of uh, always a thinker and wanted to solve problems. Problem solving is something that I really deeply connect with. Um, so in terms of metabolic disorders, especially when my father got diagnosed with uh, diabetes type 2, um, I started researching. I was in medical school then. Um, and I kind of was uh, looking for solutions that why do people get diabetes in the first place? And long story short, uh, you know, a lot of research uh, based uh, and evidence based uh, knowledge uh, got me into believing that uh, these chronic inflammatory disorders and metabolic disorders are preventable. Um, I kind of personally devised a plan for my dad. Uh, removed him from insulin, reduced his uh, medication, so on and so forth, uh, to the point that his own physicians were very surprised uh, because of the reversal of the disease. Um, I kind of uh, used that same plan for many other people in family. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, from then on, um, I was always trying to find ways uh, to uh, provide the same kind of service with my patient. But the problem was uh, this kind of education takes some time. And as you know, we are short on time. So administration, I used to get in trouble with because instead of spending 10, 15 minutes with my patient, I was spending like hour uh, or so 
so uh, that wasn't jiving well um, with them. Uh, I kind of thought that my um, inner drive was to prevent diseases instead of just writing down prescription. And uh, based on the research uh, that I did, multiple different researches just to find solutions. Um, I personally was also, uh, you know, suffering from a chronic inflammatory condition. At one point, uh, I was very stressed out. I wasn't feeling like uh, this profession was bringing me joy. I was feeling disconnected. Um, and I had symptoms of IBS personally. And I did the same kind of thing for my own self, collected a lot of data. And uh, now, I mean, I completely am free of symptoms. So uh, I have this lifestyle uh, plan uh, that I devised for the patients, completely customized based on their uh, needs uh, that incorporate many natural uh, preventive measures um, based on the diet, daily habits, exercise, sleep, stress reduction, meditation, so on and so forth. And it's been very, very effective. Uh, sad part is it's not covered by insurance, uh, but I still, you know, practice this because it's been very effective for especially chronic uh, metabolic disorders. So that's my story. In short, uh, I love... Uh, uh, kind of uh, stocks. Uh, I invest in stocks uh, and real estate. Um, I have many other interests. So, yeah, I dabble into uh, technology-related investment as well. Uh, and that's how I kind of am doing what I love to do, actually, um, which is not a conventional style of uh, medicine practice. <laughs> That's an incredible story um, that you described there. Um, and having physicians around you saying, I mean, my family is for the doctors as well, my dad being a doctor. So going down that path can sometimes be a, be a difficult. Um, and we know like nowadays, like tech is just taking over the world. And that's what I often say, like technology is in everything, be it health or anything else. Um, and that's a really um, riveting story that you reversed or you helped your father um, cure his diabetes or reverse it to some extent. Um, and I absolutely agree. Prevention is, is stronger than cure. And that's what we should be set up to do. Um, but yeah, it seems like you had a really interesting journey. Of it. <laughs> yeah, we're short of time all the time. And that's a struggle in, in medicine more so than anything else. So we kind of heard about your journey um, which is really interesting. I know what you think about aligns a lot with what I think about. I love that you talked about data. I talk a lot about data um, that we don't use enough of in medicine. I'm using all the wearables. So you are super interested in preventing, uh, you know, lifestyle disease. Um, you kind of do a lot of different things and you dabble in tech, like you said, in stocks and all these things. Um, and often, you know, I think about, how, you know, we have transferable skills and we can do so many more things than, you know, we, we're trained in. And I guess we're good examples of that, how we're medical doctors, but, you know, on Clubhouse, we talk about all different topics, right? We don't stick to one thing. And um, I think sometimes doctors can be a bit, um, I guess, guilty of just sticking to medicine and not doing other things. And we know true innovation only occurs when you have enough knowledge of multiple different fields and then you bring them together. And that's when you're, 
brain can make different neural connections and you come up with a new novel idea. And, and that's super important if someone wants to innovate. So Aaron, we kind of met on Clubhouse. So I want to ask about, before we move on, you like Tesla, you were in that Elon Musk room we did as well. Um, what are your thoughts on Elon Musk taking over Twitter? Um, what do you think the future holds ahead? Do you think it'll be drastic changes? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Well, in my personal opinion, it's a good thing. Um, based on a couple of uh, TED Talks, uh, Elon Musk's interview, and especially what he said at the Gigafactory opening in Austin, that was a few weeks ago and I was there, uh, there is a future vision uh, that incorporate uh, FSD, which is full self-driving. Uh, you know, I have the better version in my car uh, and I'm training my uh, car to self-drive. Um, uh, the data collected from Twitter is going to very, uh, uh, going to be very crucial uh, for the advancement of uh, machine learning, AI, and how uh, Neuralink-related uh, uh, um, training is needed for Optimus, the robot that was you know, revealed, um, and we all know that uh, there is a plan of uh, future um, robo-taxis uh, that will be FSD-dependent. Um, I see that uh, there is a lot of discussion about free speech. Uh, so Elon Musk mentioned that he wished to remove the bots from Twitter and also uh, make it... Uh, kind of a platform where people are uh, allowed to share their views and thoughts. Um, in my opinion, that kind of uh, um, algorithm-related changes uh, would provide this pr platform a greater reach and also um, the type of data that is needed for the training of AI uh, for the future endeavors. So all in all, I think it's a good thing. The problem is there is some resistance from the stockholders, some investors, and SEC-related concerns for the power that it might give, uh, provide Elon Musk. So it's yet to be seen that if the deals um, go through or not. Um, but in my opinion, I think uh, it's a positive trend. Yeah, I love that take. I think that's interesting. Um, and you're pretty clued up on the topic. And I think conclusion from the room was, uh, I think Elon Musk, you know, he has so many billion dollar companies. He has grand visions. And um, he may make Twitter, uh, you know, a stronger platform than it is. We know it's been quite stagnant over the last few years. Even though it's introduced new features, Twitter space is being popular. So on that same topic, before we dive into space medicine, what are your take on social audio? Obviously, Colin is a, is a social audio app that we're on right now. There's been others, Wisdom, etc. Spotify tried. I mean, we've been on Clubhouse a lot. Twitter Spaces. What do you think is the future of Clubhouse? Do you think Twitter Spaces will take over? What are your thoughts on that? See, I do love a Clubhouse because that was my first social audio app and I joined uh, last year. Um, the reason I joined was because Dr. Lobb, Quinton Lobb, was doing a, a cryptocurrency-related room. He wants to, uh, you know, include cryptocurrency in healthcare space, and that was the reason I joined Clubhouse. But then I, re you know, quickly found out the medium very suitable for me. I'm not a big social media person. Uh, so I made the 
Instagram account and Twitter account. My Twitter was very dormant. Uh, I made it a long time ago, but I made the Instagram account just for the clubhouse. And then these rooms provided me with so much, uh, like so many opportunities where uh, I was able to share all of my interests. I'm a multi-passionate person. This is the first platform where I got connected with people of similar interest and was able to find my voice. So for me, Clubhouse hold a very special place in my heart. At the same time, recently, I've noticed that Twitter spaces have unique uh, capabilities compared to Clubhouse. For example, uh, Imran Khan's room that broke the records and hold, held like 156 or 70,000 people. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, right? Phenomenal. Yeah, so that is kind of the capacity of Clubhouse audio. Social audio is here to stay. And it has changed people's lives, in my opinion. And it's a great uh, way that people from all over the globe can communicate with each other on special topics and discussions. I think that'd be, that was a really good summary. And Imran Khan was, was really big. It broke the record by 100K. And you just think, what is, what is the potential of social audio of more big personalities jump on? And does Clubhouse have that same reach? Um, some talk of, I asked a question actually on Sunday, Aram. Um, or on Tuesday when Town Hall happened about will Clubhouse now approach Web3? And Paul actually responded with, that's what they're looking at. They're looking at Clubhouse to embrace Web3 because he thinks the future of social media is Web3. So I wouldn't be surprised if anyone's listening to this. I think I'm predicting, so do come back to this podcast if I'm wrong, but I'm predicting a clubhouse will release a social token for creators to help incentivize them and monetize clubhouse, maybe make their own communities and economies. And then B, they will try and look more and more towards completing the web three economy. Uh, not quite the metaverse, but the, everything else that comes with web three decentralization, etc. So I think they'll strongly be working on that. And my thoughts are because Andreessen Horowitz, the investors of clubhouse, they are investing heavily in web three right now. All the efforts from about six last six months, I haven't even seen them on Clubhouse much, have been Web3 related investments because Web3 has really popped off in the last nine months. So I think naturally being such a big investor in Clubhouse, I think Clubhouse to survive and to differentiate itself will have to embrace Web3 to get the levels of engagement it had last February, last March, when Elon Musk jumped off. To, re- to get that back, I think Web3 is, is what they're working on. I think very soon we will see that and hopefully that should kick off Keep up numbers again and Clubhouse will be the place to be um, like it was last year. So, Aram, uh, I do want to dive into space, space medicine, something I don't know much about. I know you do a lot of these rooms. So tell me, Aram, why are you interested in space? What gets you interested in this? And and what is space medicine? What, 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 what do you talk about? What are some of the things? I think a lot of people are very fascinated by space, so I'd love to know more. Thank you so much, Saheb. Uh, yeah, the thing is, um, I'm not only interested in Tesla, I'm also interested in SpaceX. And when you're interested in SpaceX, you learn a lot about the rockets and satellites. And given the recent, uh, you know, advancement, especially uh, SpaceX rockets that have this capacity of not only uh, being reusable, but lighter than previous rockets and being used several times, saving a lot of money, which was not possible ever. Uh, you know, so um, through SpaceX, I uh, was, uh, you know, 
um, very uh, learning a lot about the rockets and stuff. Uh, but space medicine and uh, the research that is happening at ISS, uh, the International Space Station, is a great resource for me because, as I told you, I'm very interested in health and longevity and disease prevention and also optimization of human functions, uh, cognitive capabilities, physical capacities. I've been an athlete all my life. I like to optimize systems. I like to expedite and uh, use my time and energy efficiently because I do like to, uh, you know, spend time, uh, free time too. But at the same time, uh, all this um, uh, kind of harsh environment that astronauts face uh, up in the space, and especially time spent on ISS, uh, means that they collect data. That data is extremely useful. These harsh conditions, um, uh, harsh conditions and the way our bodies respond to these conditions um, have uh, a lot of uh, potential where we can learn how our bodies and mind can react and behave and how to train well for that. Uh, so that training is uh, very uh, interesting for me. And uh, that research data and the results provide me so much uh, knowledge. And that's why I was able to identify, first of all, the gut microbiome-related uh, immune uh, systems uh, and the effect it has uh, about immunosenescence and how... Um, uh, you know, radiation, microgravity situation, uh, spatial disorientation, hallucinations, uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, effect that human body uh, have, uh, the, a lot of effect this environment has on the human body and how these astronauts train uh, to withstand these conditions. So uh, there is a part which is called human factors in space, which has, you know, um, seven, eight different parameters, uh, and each one of them have their own detailed subs, you know, sets. So uh, in one sets of the rooms, we talk about just the human factors in space. And in those human factors, we line up all these, uh, you know, every time we have a different um, topic, like last week, uh, the room was on spatial disorientation, which is uh, how the vestibular system and the proprioception um, plays role in our uh, sense of direction, how we stand up and the pressure from the feet allow us to uh, know that we are standing upright, which is not present in space because of microgravity situation. So how do people, uh, astronauts, adjust uh, in the absence of these signals and rely more on their visual sig signals and many other uh, ways to, uh, you know, uh, find the balance and ward off that, uh, um, uh, you know, illusion uh, that they uh, kind of suffer with. Uh, so that's just one example. And uh, I think uh, our next room would be about, about cognition. Um, so uh, long story short, these kind of research-related uh, information helped me understand human mind and body more. And it also helped me uh, to uh, incorporate uh, 
uh, these learned uh, aspects of human health and um, you know performance in my plants. Um, the other aspect uh, is space medicine. Aerospace medicine is a specialized field. So in the rooms that I do is uh, you know our special guest is aerospace medicine physician uh, and human factor specialist Dr. Garcia from the Emory Riddle University in Florida and a couple of other physicians who are either uh, are aerospace medicine physician or aspiring to be uh, one and neurologist and uh, people who are expert in SANS, which is space associated uh, neurosyndrome. Um, and we discuss uh, different uh, news from all around the world uh, coming out of the world of space medicine because each week there's so much, uh, uh, you know, data and advancement and, uh, you know, study results uh, come out and we just geek out on it. Daniela is another one of our regular attendees. She joined us from Switzerland. She has worked on the twin studies. And if you know, NASA twin studies was performed on uh, two uh, twin astronauts. One stayed on Earth. The other one was, uh, you know, in ISS. Uh, and then we compare, they compare the data uh, on different parameters and that how uh, his body, uh, you know, uh, changed uh, spending time on ISS. And one time Dr. Tara Rutley from ISS joined us directly uh, because, uh, you know, Jim Adams from NASA uh, kind of connected us together. They are my friends and, uh, you know, great contributors, and I learned from them a lot. Um, I also had a fundraiser where all four uh, civilian astronauts, uh, you know, joined us from Inspiration4, and we did the fundraiser for uh, St. Jude's uh, Children Cancer Hospital. I'm like an avid supporter for that. Um, so hope that that was helpful. Uh, I can go on and on about space uh, unlimited time. So. <laughs> no, yeah, you love space. I can, I can really see the passion when it comes to space and, and giving me a bit of a, a lowdown. I'm interested in longevity, I can imagine, for us to get to space and be in space, we would probably also look at how we can extend the human lifespan or even health span. How can we be more optimally performing um, within our life? Um, and Aaron, you have some amazing rooms, so like incredible uh, there, and, and you have great connections in, in that space as well. Um, you talked about cognition. Are you interested in Neuralink at all? Absolutely. <laughs> I am interested in Neuralink. <laughs> I'm interested in any uh, technology related, uh, you know, uh, data or anything uh, that can promote uh, the cognition, uh, our concentration, uh, reduce the stress, reduce anxiety and optimize our creative mind, uh, which uh, I find is the best way to find solutions for any problems. Um, uh, and I, I think personally, I'm an avid supporter for natural modalities to promote these uh, cognitive uh, improvement instead of relying on any chemicals or processed, uh, you know, medicines or anything like that. Um, so proper nutrition, uh, very specific, uh, you know, um, micronutrients that promote the health of your mitochondria, uh, optimize breathing methods that promote oxygenation in terms, you know, affect the way you think, and meditation, uh, which has been, uh, you know, 
uh, around for ages, for several thousand years, numerical data is there. But now, uh, you know, our uh, esteemed institution are, have uh, caught up on uh, after performing many different um uh, you know, researches and uh, the proof is there in terms of MRI and how medi- chronic meditation increase your gray matter and also increase uh, the concentration and uh, response to stress is highly improved. Uh, many other health benefits are there, which is too many to list right now, but I'm an avid uh, meditator uh, and uh, have collected data of for the meditation, I incorporate uh, that into the routine of my patients as well. And it has treated insomnia, reduced anxiety, reduced their um, level of, uh, uh, you know, stress. Um, and stress-related disorders, uh, you know, have, uh, I can't just say enough about how, uh, you know, it's so much helpful for uh, health. Um, and, uh, sleep is another uh, one important aspect which uh, improves cognition and uh, prevent uh, chronic uh, diseases like uh, Alzheimer uh, and other neurodegenerative disorders. Uh, combining all of this, uh, you know, uh, knowledge together uh, can prevent uh, these diseases in old age and immunosenescence is also affected. Uh, so, hey, Mike. Thanks, Irma. That's a really good lowdown. I would agree. That's kind of the lifestyle factors that are so important to protect, prevent us from so much chronic disease. Um, so absolutely agree with you there. And um, have you ever tried a hyperbaric oxygen chamber? I know that's big in the space. Astronauts use it. I've heard it has health benefits. I tried it once through my friend, Dr. E in London. Um, but yeah, interesting to see if you've tried it. And Aram, uh, also... Um, guess i wanted to ask you who do you look up to who is someone like who inspires you that's a question i want to ask people on my podcast at the end of the show that we're coming to hmm um i have not personally tried hyperbaric chamber we had a discussion about this a couple of uh, you know our esteemed guest uh did not approve because they tried it and the data they said was not uh pretty i mean it wasn't convincing for them it's a new trend yes uh personally i cannot comment on it because i have no knowledge of it uh i believe that the different meditation related breathing cycles provide us the optimum way of oxygenation uh and uh, you know improve the heart rate variability reduce blood pressure and uh, i mean that's the best way for me medicine meditation the way i guide it and the way i have customized my meditation is the best way to uh you know breathe and provide the oxygenation that our body needs um and the next question about who who's inspiring to me there are many people that i look up to depending on uh, the you know field that I'm interested in. But overall, I believe Elon Musk is very creative, uh, have this mindset of solving problems. Um, and the companies that he has created in terms of solving problems for EV, uh, you know, electronic vehicles, SpaceX, uh, solving the problem for the reusable rockets, and then Boring Company, um, so on and so forth. I mean, Neuralink and um, many others, uh, you know, I, I kind of look up to him. Uh, uh, although, you know, there are some personality quirky things that he has, uh, but who doesn't? Um, and, uh, 
as like in humanitarian, I have many um, role models uh, because I I love to promote peace and humanitarian causes are extremely close to my heart. So anyone, uh, big or small uh, organization, uh, uh, those organizations that are supporting refugees and helping women and children around the globe, especially in the uh, underdeveloped uh, regions and nations, I support them um, personally and uh, are involved with many of them. So I can name just one, um, you know. So those uh, any people who work for humanitarian causes are my heroes, and any any person who is trying to solve world problems improving environment uh, and uh, overall, you know, uh, our Earth's condition are my heroes. Thanks, Aram. Um, this has been fantastic having you on. So thank you for coming on. Um, I don't want to ask, where can people follow you listening in? Guys, we've had Aram on today. She's shared a lot about various things and, and especially I was super interested to learn more about space, uh, which you taught me and uh, amazing rooms you do on Clubhouse. So where can people follow you? You can follow me on Clubhouse, um, Twitter, and Instagram. Great. So I highly encourage everyone to kind of find Aram and do follow her. And uh, this episode will be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So do, surpri- do, do subscribe. And we'll be doing more episodes in the upcoming series. We try and get guests on and try and ask about their journey, what they're up to, and try and learn from them as well. So super interested in this being episode A. So Aram, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. And I look forward to continuing following your journey as you explore more in space and beyond. Thank you so much, Soheb. Uh, you have been very inspiring as well on Clubhouse and beyond. Uh, you know, uh, your interest in uh, not only medicine, but uh, technology and the way you're trying to solve problems as well. Uh, you know, your Emily app and other wearables and, you know, you're always innovating and inspiring um, uh, to me. So thank you for uh, doing what you do. And uh, uh, thank you for inviting me here. It was uh, very, um, uh, you know, fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Yeah, always fun. <laughs> thank you. I'm really sweet. Always help with uh, my confidence level so Arab, super happy hope to get you back on sometime as well and i'll see you in your shows so thank you everyone for listening to this episode if you do like please subscribe and i'll catch you in the next show see you everyone bye bye